Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. You can always transform your pain or your trauma into your power source. And I have since. I absolutely have. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multimillionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business, not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. 
We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business, and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. Welcome back to the show. I would love for you to do me a huge favor if you have ever gotten any value from this podcast. If you right now would go to lightpink.com and just put your email in so that I can start talking to you there because we are going to have some of the most amazing newsletters with light pink guides. And these are going to be super exclusive guides that are going to give you coupons to incredible female products, female owned businesses that you cannot get anywhere else. Also experiences that you're not going to want to miss out on. I'm telling you, I have 54 investors. We are all working behind the scenes to make this such an incredible experience and something that you really want to be a part of. It's so much more than a drink. And we are going to be opening doors left and right for women. So go to lightpink.com right now and just type your email in. I'm going to love seeing it pop up in there, you guys. I'm going to see all the listeners. So today on the podcast, I have someone who is so incredible. I absolutely love her. She is a wordsmith. Every time she speaks, it's just like honey literally oozing out of her mouth. You guys, for real, she's coming out with a book very soon that I'm going to devour every single word. And it is my dear friend, Lacey Johnson. She's a doting wife and mom, self-belief enthusiast, and multi-passionate award-winning journalist who sparks conversations that unlock hearts, energize minds, and celebrate the human experience. Having worked with a fascinating range of famed entrepreneurs, spiritual thought leaders, and top of mental health professionals, including Deepak Chopra, Damon John, Gabby Bernstein, and Dr. Caroline Leaf, her words can be read in a collective of top magazines and media sources, including, you ready? Oprah.com, Cosmopolitan, Marie Claire, Pop Sugar, Oh, The Oprah Magazine, Women's Day, and more, many of which have been syndicated by Apple News, MSN, and Yahoo millions of times. I'm telling you, you guys, this woman is one of the best writers I've ever read. She has a deep intrigue for human beings, a fiery passion for smacking her readers in the face with comfort and truth. She calls upon her vaults of compelling experiences, such as a family-wide tra tragedy in early childhood, lifelong grief, domestic violence, and young adulthood, infertility, a collective of personal and professional heartbreaks, and a near-death experience a year ago, writing and reporting boldly in an effort to unlock possibility and invite epiphany. While in the process of finishing a massive book project about transforming pain and setbacks into providence and power, she recently released a digital workbook as a prelude to it entitled The Radical Life Renovation, which is a guided program to anchor in joy, explode with confidence, and redesign your future that's garnering rave reviews, grateful shares, and cheerful praise from readers. So 
let's get into the podcast. And if you are obsessed with her like I am, we did do one other podcast on here that was absolutely amazing that goes into her entire backstory. But let's start out right now with where she presently is. Here we go. Lacey, I am so excited to have you back on the show. Life has really, really, really happened since we have last talked and since you were last at my house in Santa Monica. We have had some major life changes and you especially have had some major life changes. And I just want to say I'm so happy to be reconnected to you. And you are just that person who I could listen to for hours. You're one of the best writers I've ever met. Um, So I'm so excited that you're coming out with a book and that you have some amazing things for everybody to offer today. But I would just love to hear, first of all, her and I just like did this crazy drop in for 10 minutes right before this. Um, (laughs) I covered a lot of ground. And Lacey, I'd love for you to just share with everyone, you know, if you want the full interview, I am going to link it because you really gave a lot of your incredible background and all of the things that you've been through in your life. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be an update of the last year of your life of everything that you've been through. So can you kind of share where we left off? I said goodbye in Santa Monica. (laughs) You had left the home. Oh my God. And then what? Yeah, that was, well, that was December. That was, we were right on the cusp of a global pandemic and we did not know it. We had no idea. Um, how, how much we were about to change, mm-hmm. which, so I think so, I think it's been, and I, I don't want to offend anyone, but I think it's been rather remarkable, mm-hmm. just the beauty, the, the profound, uh, like illumination that everyone has experienced. But mm-hmm. as we talked about in the last interview, I'm certainly no stranger to trauma, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, experienced a lot of trauma in my life. My, uh, when I was six years old, I had experienced a family wide tragedy. We had a business that burnt up and I lost my mom and my grandma and my two aunts. Mm. And then I experienced um, four years of infertility before I had my daughter and just, you know, a lot of things. And last fall uh, in September, I actually was run over in a parking lot by a car and was about an inch from death. Oh my gosh. Uh, So just a little bit more of (laughs) life giving me so much beauty on the other side of trauma. I feel like I practically have a PhD in trauma at this mm. point. <laughs> yeah. I can only, I can only imagine, you know, I know when you first shared your story on, on my podcast, I literally, I literally couldn't fathom the woman standing before me had this happen because you, well, and it also made complete sense how you can speak. So just beautifully into where people are at and also just sit with them, um, with where they're at. Uh, you are such a, a brilliant, just comfort, like complete comfort and being able to be super truthful with people and also seeing the like shifting perspective into how this can be, you know, their, maybe their greatest power from that place. So I would love to, if we could just back up into, you know, when that happened, where were you? You said you were with your daughter. Can you share with us like how it happened and then what happened, you know, when you woke up and realized that this even happened to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it was, it was last September was the day that my daughter turned 18 months. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous, you know, late summer, early fall Saturday. And it was, it was, you know, about, I guess, seven months or so since COVID had sort of shoved us all into this place of isolation and weirdness. 
And I hadn't taken her anywhere really in so long. And it was just one of those days. It was just absolutely gorgeous. There was a soft breeze of a nearing fall. And I thought, you know, we're going to go venture to the mall. And interestingly, I chose, it was kind of hilarious. I, I chose to take our jogger stroll which is like a Flintstone size, like massive stroller mm. because I thought, well, that'll sort of cocoon her. I mean, it'll look ridiculous in the mall, but it, it'll be, it's huge and I don't have to worry so much. You know, I can limit exposure. Mm-hmm. So thank God I did that. I decided that on a whim and I, we got out of the car. I put her baby doll and her, her juice cup and her snacks and strapped her in tightly and just pushing her through the parking lot to enter the mall. And all of a sudden I felt this monstrous force shoved me like from my back, shoved me to the pavement and crush my shoulder, arm and hand. And then with the front tire and then the back tire stopped about an inch from my skull, maybe an inch and a half. And interestingly in that moment, and I, I, this is, I'm a writer, but I struggle to really describe what I really do chase the words to describe what this was like. And I fail every time, but I, in my head, I thought I said in my head, Oh my God, Oh my God, I'm about to die. And something responded. So with such authority, not audibly, there was no like audible voice, but something with just peaceful authority said, no, you're not, not today. And the car just slammed to a stop. Oh my God. And I was swallowed completely under the car from head to toe. I was under the car. It was a, a RAV4, Toyota RAV4. So it was slightly elevated. And so it didn't actually even go over my body. It was about, I mean, barely above my body, uh, but it did crush. It, it went completely over my shoulder. I mean, very close to like my neck, you know, and all of that. And then whenever I sort of came to, I heard my daughter screams, just fill the air. I had to slide on my stomach, on the gravel, like on the, in the rocks completely to get out from under the car because I was completely swallowed by the car, not knowing what I was going to find. I had no idea. Well, I found her a few feet away, overturned, still strapped in tightly, perfectly intact, few su- superficial scratches on her face. And, and I, everyone was screaming. I mean, there was people, they thought they had just watched someone's mother be killed before their Mm. eyes. I mean, there were people weeping and freaking out. It was a 17-year-old, I found this out later, a 17-year-old unlicensed driver. Mm. She was driving her boyfriend's dad's car and was actually looking at her cell phone and and, uh, through the parking lot and and hit us. And she actually did not get out of the car. She did not check (gasps) to make sure we were okay. I found out later because she was scared because she wasn't licensed, but she showed no remorse. She just kind of had this like oh shit for herself, you know, but it was such a scene. And I share all of this because well, for one thing, and this is sort of leading me to all, you know, my, my digital workbook that I just released. And then my book that, that I'm in process, it's almost an editing that's coming out um, early next year. But when, when death winks at you, like when you're that close to death, when it, when you sort of dance in its arms, even for a second, you don't ever live the same way again. Mm-hmm. Like nothing looks the same way again. And that can go a myriad of ways, right? In the aftermath of all of that, I mean, I know I went to the hospital, I had to get a full body trauma scan. The doctors were looking at me like I was a ghost. I mean, they're like, how 
did you, how are you here? You know, mm. you, you literally, they showed me that I was about an inch and a half from death, mm. you know, it had gone. And so there are a lot of things. And then of course, in the aftermath, I had so many people saying all of these things, like you're going to have PTSD again, and you're, there's going to be a long mm. time before you're able to go in a parking lot again. And I had this epif- epiphany about a weekend that nobody, no matter what you go through in life, whether you're run over by a car or you experience an, a crushing divorce or 10 years of infertility, or somebody betrays you or somebody violates you physically, you know, we, we're all, every human on this earth is sort of a Rolodex, like a walking Rolodex of traumas. Mm. Um, and, and we all have, you know, collect, you know, macro traumas, micro traumas, but whatever it, that is, you are not ob- under any obligation to live out that trauma, bend into that trauma, fold into that trauma. And, and you're not under any obligation to, to lose your power. Mm. A- and you're not under any obligation to live out that trauma in, in any way that another person says that, that you should or that you will. And I remember having this moment of like, I'm like, people are saying all of that I'm, and I know that they have good intentions. But everyone's saying, oh, you're not going to be able to do this again. And oh, you're going to, you're not going to be able to, and you're going to have severe PTSD. And, and I literally went back three days later and drove my car home from the parking lot where it happened mm. because I decided that was not, that might be their story and that might be what they, the narrative they want to live from, but it's not mine. Mm. It doesn't have to be mine, you know? And I, I think that can be applied to anything there is always, you can always transform your pain or your trauma into your power source. And I have mm. since, I absolutely have. Mm. Oh my gosh. I, wow. Wow. Um, so what, what was that even like when you decided, like uh, clearly you had, so you had experienced trauma before and had come back from it. You guys literally have to go click on this link to also hear her <laughs> first podcast. It was one of my favorites. But what was that decision like when you decided, especially when, when people would say that to you, it must've like hit you in a certain way of, you know, we either get to decide if we're adopting, accepting what people are saying, Mm -hmm. or if we're going to reject it and how we're going to overcome it. So did you, in that moment when people were saying that, was it a decision right there? Um, And then how did you go about like, making the plan to go get your car and how you wanted to feel to kind of, you know, re like have those neurons connect in a different way than they potentially could. Well, you know, the mind, I mean, we, there's a lot for, let me just say this, because I'm a mental health and relationships journalist. So like my life's work is this, you know, Mm -hmm. healthy relationships, navigating setbacks, navigating, you know, personal development, optimizing the optimization of self, um, Mm. overcoming obstacles. This is what I do. And it's also what I've lived. So Mm -hmm. it works. It's a really lovely marriage, I'll say (laughs) really interesting marriage, but this is my, you know, this is my, this is my area of expertise and the mind guides the brain. So Mm. there's a lot of talk, you know, our brains are very plastic and there's a lot of talk about neuroplasticity, but the mind it, it really does govern the brain. The mind is the director and the brain and what's happening in the brain is sort of, I look at it like the cast, you know what I mean? And I have dominion. I have authority over my mind. And this, it's not about denying 
that you have PTSD or that you have had your heart broken or you've experienced humiliation or tremendous failure, you've lost everything. You know, it's not, it's never about that, but it's about linking arms with it and kind of looking at staring it in the face and saying, okay, you're a part of my story now. You might even be a part of my essence at this point, but what is the possibility in this? What beautiful thing can I make with this? And that's just been my whole life. I mean, when I was six, I watched the building, a building on fire with my family inside of it, mm. you know, knowing that I, my family was inside of it, not fully grasping, you know, the gravity of the situation, but, but knowing that it was a scene with you know, screams were filling the air. I, I've, I, you know, I've been in very traumatic situations. Um, and then of course, growing up without my mom and then not being, you know, not knowing if I would ever become a mother because mm. I experienced four years, four and a half years really of infertility. So that was another area of trauma. You know, I was in a very abusive relationship when I was in my twenties, but what, what the reason, let me tell you what, what, where the decision was. I having experienced trauma in my childhood, that sort of led me into the arms of the abusive relationship in my twenties. I had very, I had a lot of abandonment issues and so I subconsciously, I didn't know it at the time, but I know it now, I subconsciously chose very possessive partners because I, I, that was sort of my negotiating, well, they'll never leave me. You know what I mean? It was very sick and twisted, but that, that's what I did. So it fed a lot of further traumas. If, if you don't manage your trauma, it will lead to other ones mm. is what I'm trying to say to you. And so that my life was sort of a mess about 11 years ago. Now from the outside, and I actually talk about this in my, in my book, my books from the outside looking in, I mean, I had an education from a great university. I'd finished my degree in journalism. I had friends, I had a good job, but inside my, my internal house was a wreck. It was a personal hell. It didn't matter what, what else was going on inside of me or how I was being perceived. And I was in a very abusive relationship. And I knew that I had a lot of trauma. I had a lot of, of unmet trauma that I'd never had the courage to completely unpack and, and, and manage. And there, I just, I remember just one day just saying, okay, like, I'm so tired of sucking at life. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm so, <laughs> so tired. Myself? Yes. Yeah, I'm so tired of sucking. Like, I'm here. Like, you know what I mean? I so here. resonate. Yes. Right. Like I'm here. Like, okay, my mom doesn't have the luxury of being alive mm. anymore, but I do. I do. For whatever reason, I'm here. What am I going to do with this? I'm so tired of sucking at life. Mm. Well, I just, I just finished my degree. I started just absorbing everything I could. I read a lot of Bruce Lipton's books, which mm. I highly recommend. He's so phenomenal. Uh, you know, I, I read I, Napoleon Hill. I read, absorbed everything I could. I studied, you know, everything from, um, just the psychology of, of resilience. I began to study that, um, a lot of neuroscience, epigenetics. I just began to just devour whatever I could to begin to unlock parts of me. And I'm telling you within a year, a year's time, I was standing in a completely different life. And that is what will inspire my work forever because it was as though my life had been completely rewritten by a much more gracious and kind screenwriter. Mm. But I had the same brain, same genetic code, same history, same memories, same story. But my life was so completely different in every area because I, for the first time, 
had got started to govern my mind. So that's why when this experience happened in September, I knew what to do. Mm. I knew I have authority over this, how I don't get to choose. I don't, I can't erase the event that happened. The event happened, but I get to choose my reaction. And it's the event plus your reaction that creates your life, not the event. Mm-hmm. Mm. So good. So the, that was kind of the turning moment. And I know that so much of the work that you do, obviously you get to interview these incredible people and you get to gain their wisdom and the knowledge that that transforms your life and having the tools that were so accessible for something that could potentially stop you from ever you know, going out again. Um, but having yeah. those accessible tools and you always, you know, you're such a, t- you have like such a teacher archetype, like you want to turn around immediately and like teach mm-hmm. these and share these. So that's what you've done. Like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so not only are you writing an incredible book and you guys, when I tell you that she's an incredible writer, I mean, like <laughs> you will be placed into the scene. Um, Aww. and you'll just, it's like, <laughs> so funny, right? When you got on, you used a word that I was like, oh, there's those like amazing, delicious words that you use that it just feels <laughs> like, oh, it feels like you're like having the best meal ever when you like listen Love to like, read her book. It's so good. Um, <laughs> so so with that said, you're, you started doing something and it's a 21 day radical um, life renovation sort of Yes. Like, tell me, yeah. tell me all about this. Tell me what it is. I will tell you. I will tell you because I'm so excited because I've gotten such amazing feedback that it makes me want to cry. I mean, I was literally like mm. snot crying, <laughs> rocking my baby to sleep the other night, literally snot because <laughs> this girl wrote me and she was like, you don't even know. Like, I feel like you just saved my sister's life. Mm. She's like on week two and she was in the worst breakup. Like I, we've been so worried <gasps> oh, about her. Yeah. So it's just, okay. I've been there. And, um, but so I'm writing a very in-depth book. Uh, it's all about transforming the energy of, of pain and trauma and failure and setbacks into a power source, your personal power source. Because I know from my work that everything that you've been through, like every awful thing that hisses at you in the night that haunts you in the sh- when you're taking a shower, that keeps you from signing up for that you know, seminar or going and meeting that person, like everything that hisses at you, it's actually your, your magic. It's actually Mm -hmm. your mojo. Mm -hmm. If you will give it permission to be that, um, you can absolutely transform all the things that hinder you and literally make it, let it be your edge. Because when you go through difficult things, whatever you've been through, you, it, you, it expands your awareness and you are able to then see things that other people walk right past. And that's fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I, I'm writing this really in-depth book and, and then I sort of realized that I needed something. Well, I, I, I have a lot of people cause I write for a lot of magazines and I'll have people, you know, when are you having a book coming out? And it's such a long process to have a book. Come out, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and the book is so in depth that I thought, I feel like I need an appetizer. Mm. I feel like I need something to prime the palate of the reader before they go into this really in-depth experience. And I felt like I needed to create something for the person who is just like, okay, like where I was like 10, 11 years ago, I am Mm. so tired of sucking at life. I know that there's this champion inside of me that's like, let me out. Like there's Mm. potential. I'm, you know, what, you know, the person who's watching all these other people succeed, or even if it's just from their perception and they know that they have what they know that they have potential for their own, you know, magic making, right. Mm -hmm. They, they have all these things that they're just pregnant with 
dreams and desires and they want to just put it out in the world, but they feel trapped. Hmm. They feel stuck by self-doubt, by imposter syndrome. And so what it is, is a 21-day program. Um, and I walk you through, and it's a lot of, I, I call upon a lot of um, the work that I've done with uh, some really incredible mental health professionals and spiritual thought leaders, Gabby Bernstein, Deepak Chopra, Dr. Edith Eager, uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, a lot of D- Damon John, a lot of uh, really successful entrepreneurs, spiritual thought leaders, and um, and mental health professionals and neuroscientists. And I, 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 um, call upon a lot of the, just my vault of like my favorite things that they've ever said to me or shared with me, Mm. along with my research over the years as a journalist, who's really focused on mental health relationships and women's issues. And I just make it very colorful and lively and bring it to life with stories. Mm. So it, it is supported by research and data and science, but it's a lot of fun to read and, you know, it's, it's very soothing and fun and, and lively. And so for week one is purge. And it's sort of like going through your mental house and combing through, um, all of the things that need to go, which is not the most fun part of the book, by the mm-hmm. way, but completely necessary to get, to let the magic in. And the second part is reimagine. Mm-hmm. So that's all about reimagining like, okay, this is where I am. Maybe this is not where I thought what my life would look like right now, but what can I want? What can I reimagine? Like giving yourself permission to reimagine mm. a, a different future. And then the week three is let the light and wonder in. Mm. And I really can't take you through to create a happiness and success blueprint for your life. Mm. Oh and my gosh! Yeah. Tell, so tell yeah. me more about that because <laughs> I know that some people are probably like, okay, now I, I need to know some more steps. Like, what are maybe like what is a a a, maybe a, a tangible tool that right now, even if they just did this one thing, that they would start to notice a difference in their life. Well, one of the things um, that it, it's really uh, a lot of people are loving is um, there's an exercise in week one that's exiling the lies, and mm. you know a lot of times we we live uh, our lives on you know we allow things to completely like keep us in chains that mm. it, we, we accept them as truth. And we don't even remember where that belief came from. It yes. could have been some like punk ass dude in the third <laughs> grade with bread in his teeth. You know what I mean? And he said something to you. Uh-huh. He said something to you and it, 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 you internalized it mm. and you held on to it and you're operating because we operate our, from our subconscious mind about 92 to 98% of the time, you know, we allowed it to, ourselves to be programmed mm. by that and accepted it as truth. When it is, once you really pull it out of your closet, of your mental closet, and you stare at the monster in its eyeballs, it it might not even be a monster. It might be some little like smarty pants toddler, you mm-hmm. know? And you could be like, this is ridiculous. So that is one of the steps is I take you through of different areas of your life whether from your religious indoctrination mm-hmm. and, and from your you know, health and wellness, things that you believe about your health, things that mm. you believe about your intelligence, things you believe about your ability to be loved. And I really, really force you very lovingly. Um, and I support you. And I, I want everyone to feel like I'm the little guardian angel on their shoulder, cheering them on every step of the way. Cause I really, really feel that way. Um, but I, I support them in really being thorough and pulling all of those things, all, combing through the cobwebs of their mind, combing through and really exiling them, pulling mm. them out, examining them and deciding 
what do I want to keep? What do I want to Mm. revise? And what do I want to send to its deathbed, so to speak? Mm. That is so good. It's crazy because no matter how much work that you do, um, there's always more to be done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, I haven't done a really good like inventory on where I'm at. And I will tell you, Lacey, like with new things that we take on in our lives, it just, it brings that all up. It just changes their little lie outfits. And then they show a different devil, different different, devil, different devil. Yep. Changes, puts a little bow tie on and comes back. Um, (laughs) well, here's an example. I'll tell you very, very quickly. Um, and I know that, you know, people heard the previous episode, um, and this, I don't want, you know, this is, is a sensitive topic, but I experienced years of infertility and I had, my blood work was great. I didn't know what I, I, nobody could figure out. My doctors was like, well, you look, seem really fertile. Everything seems to be functioning very well. And maybe something we're missing. I was doing all of the things and I didn't realize that I had had a shadow thought every Mm -hmm. time I went to take a pregnancy test that in, there was this little, little monster hissing in my psyche. Like, it's not like you deserve it anyway. Mm. I had lost my mother at a young age. And when I was in my twenties, I was in an abusive relationship and I had terminated a pregnancy mm. and I'd had harbored, you know, guilt from that just simply because I, mm-hmm. some things that had been said to me by my uh, abusive partner at the time, who said some very things about, you know, that had been my, my mother's grandchild and just very cruel things. And, and, and I had harbored this belief, I had internalized this belief that I didn't deserve it. Mm. And I didn't know that it was in my subconscious, you know, I had programmed myself to believe that. And it wasn't until I had an experience on an acupuncture table one day that that sort of belief popped up and introduced Mm. itself. And I went, oh my God. And listen to me, that was on June, that was June 7th, I believe 2018 and July 18th, 2018, I was standing in my bathroom holding a positive pregnancy test. And I'm telling you, this is so foundational, is combing through your beliefs and exiling the lies and replacing it with, with an empowering truth that will feed your future and that will embolden you and that will make you unstoppable is, is essential. And it's not fun. It's not fun to purge your mental domain. Okay. But <laughs> it is so it is the beginning. And because I really believe that if I had never unlocked that, if I had never you know, forced that skeleton out of my closet. I don't know that I would even have my daughter now. Mm. I love that. And it, it really, I think that we can look in so many areas of our life where, you know, maybe we once had a block and then we kind of have this breakthrough. There's a, there's a belief that changes. It's, it always starts with like a different insert, a different belief. And I think that we can't just look at the belief and be like, Oh, that's, you know, the old belief and be like, Oh, that's there. And I'm mm-hmm. going to get rid of it. There's, I, I don't know. I haven't figured this out for myself that there's another way to get rid, quote unquote, rid of it um, without inserting a new one that maybe doesn't mm-hmm. feel true to you or real in the beginning, but that you almost have to like learn to embody or adopt or choose, continue to choose. So how do you, how did you do that? Like, sounds like for this one, it, it happened pretty quickly. Like, did you just switch your brain and choose it again? And then you kept telling yourself that story. How did that work? I think that it, something just unlocked. Well, it's very mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I was on an acupuncture table and I felt something sort of pop. And, you know, we store emotions and beliefs physically. That's yep. another 
aspect of this is very important to acknowledge. Your body, if you're having pain or like areas that are stuck, it's actually your body's way of loving you. Mm. It, you know, it's 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 communicating with you. It's letting you know, hey, something's off. Or your body is brilliant. Your body is is um, it, it's it's very important to have a good relationship with your body. That that's another podcast. <laughs> but um, but I think that um, something unlocked, and it's almost. It, the belief sort of just popped up. And obviously I, this is my work area of expertise anyway. So I, I knew what was happening mm-hmm. to me. And it, I was like, oh, and this sort of, I posed this question to myself and it was just, can you find a chapel of grace within yourself? Can you? Because, you know, we often try to surrender to a, a higher power and I certainly do. And I believe in that. And we beg for forgiveness or we beg for grace or we beg for luck or we beg for divine guidance and all these things. But if you don't believe, if you don't give that to yourself, if you don't give grace to yourself, if you don't mm-hmm. give permission to yourself, if you don't give validation to yourself, then your negative beliefs, they're going to act like gatekeepers that keep mm-hmm. all of your blessings. It won't even let you on the lawn, on the front lawn. You know what I mean? Like it's not mm-hmm. even going to let you, it'll never ring your doorbell. Yep. So I knew what was happening. And I think once I realized that it was a belief and where it had come from, it instantly, I was instantly able to let it go and mm-hmm. to say, you know what, no matter what I, yes, I deserve it. I, I, I choose that. And, and not every belief is going to be that easy. It's very mm-hmm. important that people know that because I think sometimes when people are working through things and personal development and, you know, um, with their mental health or doing these types of exercises, if it doesn't like click into the focus for them immediately, they think something's wrong with them. That's mm. not true. It, you're, you're, it's your mind, your will, retraining those neural pathways and your brain. Those neural mm. pathways are very stubborn. And if, and if they have a, if there's a few different ones sort of banding together, you know what I mean? You're going to have to be a little bit mightier with mm. your will and your intention. And, and some of them have been with you for a very long time. So mm-hmm. not everything is going to unlock right away, but you have the authority and the dominion to retrain those neural pathways. I promise you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and it often does feel like a lie at first when you try to replace it with an emboldening, you know, life-giving truth, it can feel like, well, that, that's not true. That, that it's not going to want to those little monsters don't want to go out without a fight, right? Mm. But you, then you get right back and say, no, I am, I am an authority. I am, I have authority over my life, over my actions, over what I will believe, over where I will go, over my future. And you, it's, it's reinforcing. I mean, it's the same with repetition. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same way we learned our ABCs, you know, as children. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm putting myself back in places where I've done this, which it was like yesterday, um, <laughs> this morning, <laughs> Love it. Yeah, but you know, the thing that just keeps on, I think fooling us or me, um, can be the damn feelings that are connected. Like feelings mm-hmm. can feel so real. And, you know, we say mm-hmm. the new thing and it's like, there's no feeling around that yet. Or there's the, or there yeah, is, exactly. and it's like a feeling of like, mm, rejection or I'm not sure on that one because we've never heard it or we've never said it to ourselves or we've never accepted it. So what is your thought around feelings, especially when those feelings are trying to like, they, they're really taking over and it's almost like you're feeling like you're being, you know, taken down or strangled by this feeling of, of 
you know, it, it, either imposter syndrome or massive fear or anxiety. What, what's your, what is your plan to keep pushing so through that? I, I acknowledge that a lot of times what you're feeling are actually a cocktail of chemicals mm. that are attached to those thoughts. So the thoughts that you've had over and over and over again, you have trained your body to release certain chemicals. Mm. And oftentimes that's why your misery can be, very, can be a bit addictive or yes. a negative thought can be addictive totally. because you're getting this cocktail of chemicals. So, but if you know, if you, if once you know that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once you know that you can see it for what it is and you can sort of like that you take its power away mm. when you know, like, okay, this is just something that my very, my very efficient brain my very brilliant body has learned to do over time and it can relearn. I mean, we are so, our brains are so astonishingly plastic mm-hmm. for good or bad. You mm-hmm. can reinforce very negative things in your brain and you can reinforce powerful, you know, life-giving things. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you know that, so that's how I've learned to sort of um, take dominion over my feelings. That doesn't mean that they don't come. Of course, yeah. they show up. Um, and you, you, your feelings are wonderful. It's, it's, part, it's one of the luxuries of being human. So, mm. you know, it's not about fighting them or denying them. Never do that because that is your truth so far. But guess what? At every moment of every day, you get to to rewrite that script. You get to re- revise mm. and renovate that truth over and over and over again. Yeah, it's it's so crazy how we can be addicted to the things that are like you know, so negative. And you're like, why would I be addicted to this? It reminds me of like when I was 18 and I mm-hmm. took on smoking because I worked at a, a restaurant and I realized everybody gets a break if you smoke. And I was oh, like, that, did I, you really? Oh, that's totally. kind of hilarious. That's kind of hilarious. I was like, wait, so these people take like three or four breaks during the day and they all hang Stop. out and they like become this little like gang of friends. And I was like, that's a great idea. That's <laughs> so they're like choking on cigarettes. But then I became addicted to this thing that I didn't want to be addicted to. And I was like, it, it just reminded me of everything you're saying. Like it wasn't, it actually was like a bad thing, but I couldn't stop it until I associated. I had to start associating a picture of what I didn't want every time I did it. And it just, mm-hmm. it, it took a while, but it was like, how crazy that we get addicted to these things we actually don't even want. And I was trapped in that cycle for like six months. So that's what it, it reminded me of hanging out at TGI Fridays in the back of the restaurant. So you're so resourceful, Lori. That's so funny. <laughs> you're so resourceful. Look at you. How, look at me. I, you know, how do I get a break? Yeah. That's how. Yeah. I will say once you begin to take dominion over your mind and you begin to learn how it can be a blast. I, mm-hmm. And and it can be so fun. It's so, you know, I, I remember one thing um, years ago when I was trying to get out of that relationship, mm. I sort of, I, you know, a lot of the, the exercises in my book and in the 21 day radical life mm-hmm. renovation are things that I actually worked through that, I mean, I really called upon things. And, and of course I um, kind of put my own interpretation sort of like Braided through all of my work over the past decade. So it's probably more advanced than maybe what I was working through, but I, I, I'm, I still work through it. I, mm-hmm. I work it all the time and I will always um, because I am a human on this earth and life mm-hmm. has a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, good and bad nuances to it. But anyway, so I remember one of the things that really unlocked me was 
when I was trying to get out of this bad relationship, I was addicted to the relationship and it was horrible. It was physically abusive. It was mentally, emotionally abusive. It was just an apocalyptic type of relationship. Mm. And it was infecting every area of my life. It was, it was um, uh, disturbingly bad for me. And I, one of the things that I did is I took a picture of myself from when I was uh, six years old, the year that my mom died, mm. saw that little girl and thought about what she'd been through and just how innocent she was and how I would never let anyone mistreat her. Mm. And I put it on my desk. I put it, actually I put it in my purse for a while. And, I, and every time that I would go to like accept his phone call or accept the way that he talked to me or, or agreed to, you know, he begged to meet up with me. I would feel that tug to do it because mm. I had, that was my habit. And it, I would get a high, I would get like a dopamine rush from the highs and lows of our relationship. But I, I forced in, in my mind, I really burned in my mind that he wasn't just doing this to me. He was doing it to her too. Mm-hmm. So things like that, you know, I, and I talk about that a lot in the, um, in the 21 day radical life innovations, just sort of mm-hmm. calling upon your arsenal of, of, of tools that you have inside of you mm. to, to truly create a much more dazzling um, and powerful future for yourself. Mm. It's so good. I, I mean, truly, that's that's the best way to frame it. That's the only, that is what I do daily. And the more that I can put in there, that's why I'm always, right? We're seekers. Like the, everyone listening to this podcast is seeking more tools. And the more that you fill that up, the more you can, um, like you said, it's not that life is necessarily going to get easier, but you just have so much access to things that are going to help you move through it in a, in a way that maybe you can have more grace with yourself or more joy or, you know, more perspective. And speaking of that, I know that you had said at the beginning of this, like you have just had so many gifts that have come out of it. What would you say are some of the biggest gifts that have come out of this experience? I mean, I feel like a damn badass. I crawled out from underneath the car, you know? Do you think I'm scared to cold call an editor at the New York Times? No, bitch. I crawled out from (laughs) under a car. You know, like, I'm not scared of you. Um, Yes. I have been brave for a long time. Mm. And it's not confidence. Like, I'm not the most naturally confident person by any means. I'm full of flaws. I definitely don't think I'm the most talented. Like, I've worked with so many talented, brilliant people. But I am brave because Mm. I know so intimately the fragility of life. And I know that today could be the last day I press my lips against my child's forehead or pour myself a cup of coffee. So while I can do those things, I'm damn sure going to do them. Mm. And I want through my work to extend an invitation for people to be excited about the luxury that is their life. Mm. You're not some tossed away idea whipping through the universe. Like you are a miraculous mega deal. You really are. You know, seriously, I love that so much. And 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 like, I I think that one of the gifts is is knowing so vividly the power and perspective and awareness from the traumatic experience, from the things. I mean, and I I I feel more unstoppable than ever mm-hmm. since having sort of linked arms with death, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. And I love my daughter even. I mean, I remember the week in the days and weeks after it happened, I would get up in the middle of the night and I would go into her Mm. nursery and I would just 
bury my face into her neck mm. and just smell and feel her buttery neck. <laughs> and it was just delicious. Mm. And I, I, I appreciated it and just breathed her in, in a way that I, I had always, but even more. And mm. there's gifts in that. There's beauty and richness in that. Mm. You know, we are, our lives, the beauty of our lives are not despite the difficult things we go through, but because of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So good. <laughs> I'm just like, keep talking. It's so good. It literally is just like, good. it's so good. Um, and just so grateful for you. Uh, like beyond, oh, I, I feel like you are, you're just such a gift, um, to me. And I know so many people Aww, that you meet and you. now so many people who get to listen to you. Um, so how can we get your, uh, 21 day radical life renovation? Okay. So it is on the wonder report, which is my brand. It's up sparkling, shimmering, <laughs> just go right on the page. It's you'll see it. You can't miss it. And I'm excited because I am going to have some cool opportunities for everyone who buys the 21 day radical life renovation. Um, when my official come, my hardback book, my big project <laughs> comes out, I will have some really cool things and giveaways and I can't go into it, but a really cool event for, for people who have bought the 21 day radical life renovation. I so love I'm that. super excited. Yes. I love that. Okay. So yes. it's the, and I'm, I'm serious when I tell people like I have read snippets of what you have written. I believe you had sent me some things that yeah, maybe were in your book. I sent you, I was I sent like, you a few. I could not, I couldn't even take it. Like, you a sample. Yeah. Uh, you guys, like if you, you know, when you just like are on that, you're looking for that next amazing book. Like this is that book that you're going to finish. It's, I just already know it from what I've read. You're going to finish it and you're going to start it again. So, um, it's so great that we can get a, you know, a, like a little piece of that juicy this, appetizer yes, that yeah. we get to do, <laughs> that we actually get to do and do the work mm-hmm. that will prep us for the book. So you guys definitely go check that out now. You know, I don't mess around when I refer you to books because I am all about them. So Lacey, thank Thank you you so much. much. I so appreciate you. Um, And you guys, the biggest gift that you can give to our guest is to tag Lacey. Lacey, what's your Instagram handle? The Lacey Johnson. So tag the Lacey Johnson on Instagram and myself and let her know what your biggest takeaway was from this podcast so that we can actually see who we got to talk to and who we got to impact. So it's so much fun. You guys know I love to share your stories and see who we're talking to. So until next time, everyone, earn your happy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network, and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton, and it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight 
fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. 
and it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthday.com slash Lori.